You are listening to a message from City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. We are a broken people, loved by God, continually restored by Christ, and sent out to worship God, serve our city, and work for its renewal. To learn more about City Church and to find out how to get connected to our community, visit our website at citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening. So my name is Eric Bonkowski. I'm one of the pastors here at City Church. And I am not speaking today, but I'm going to introduce Joe Brown, who is going to be speaking today. Joe is a friend of mine. Joe is also a pastor at one of our sister churches called West End Presbyterian. He's been there for a long time, more than 15 years. And he's a pastor focused on discipleship, both of adults and of children there in the West End. He's married, he's got four kids in high school and college, and he's just an all-around great guy. So I'm excited for you to get to hear from him today. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Eric. You can hear me, right? All right. Hey, I'm going to read our text this morning. It's Psalm 29. Uh, If you have a Bible, you can open it up. And I know you have a Bible because you have cell phones, and there's Bibles in there, but, uh, you know, find a Bible somewhere. It might even be in your bulletin. I'm going to read from the ESV. This is Psalm 29, and then uh, we'll we'll get rolling. This is a Psalm of David. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders, the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Amen? Amen. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's something happening tonight. That's right. There's an Usher concert happening tonight with, uh, I think, a couple halves of of football happening uh, right around there. Um, No, but if you know uh, something, that there is a main, major star tonight. You all know who it is, don't you? Just say it with me. Taylor Swift. You, I didn't even have to prep you. You knew exactly who I was talking about. Tonight, Taylor Swift. Usher is singing. I don't know, uh, do you know who the, who's singing the national anthem? I, had to, I did have to look this up. Reba McIntyre. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, singing America the Beautiful. Post Malone. Come on, guys. The Super Bowl of music is happening at the Super Bowl. This is amazing. What is wonderful about that is you all know that 
these are amazing musicians. Well, maybe some of you know that. I'm not a Swifty, but I love her music. I do have three teenage girls. We listen to Taylor Swift a lot. But you all know the power and the fun and the joy that is music, don't you? I know that all of you like music to a certain degree, and you like different kinds, right? Um, years ago, uh, like weeks before the world shut down in COVID, this was the end of February of 2020, so like a million years ago, I took a train ride from Richmond, Virginia to Chicago. And if you've never traveled by train, I highly encourage it. Uh, it was taking an Amtrak, it was overnight, it was glorious. Because you know what you can do when you're uh, traveling such far distance on a train? You can stand up, you can walk around, and you can go to the dining car. On this particular train ride, I go into the dining car and I sit down at a table. There are tables in a train, it's amazing. Sat down at a table. And I started talking to the two guys that were sitting there. They were strangers to themselves, to each other. Uh, and the three of us just began a conversation. One of them was a 74-year-old widower at the time. He sings in a barbershop quartet from Fremont, Nebraska. They had won numerous awards, international awards. And he and I talked about the passing of his wife, and how Barbershop Quartet helped him deal with the grief of the passing of his wife a few years earlier. The other guy, you're, I, you're not going to believe this, you're thinking, you, you will think I made this up, I'm not making this up, I promise. The other guy is a 50, was a 50-year-old Pueblo Indian who sings at various powwows around the nation he even, at the table on this Amtrak train, sang some of what he sings at powwows. He travels, like that's his job. He goes, he's hired by different tribes to go and sing at their different powwows. The three of us talked for hours, hours, about the power of music. Now, I sing every week. I just sang with you guys. We sing as a church. Christians, we sing together. The power of music, the beauty of music. And the three of us sat at that train table and we talked about how music helps, how it encourages, and how it speaks to the deeper issues of life that spoken words simply can't do. How many times have you felt the power of music? A lot? A little? I'll admit, most of this sermon was written to the background music of Blackpink. Now look, I read so much for this sermon, and there were a lot of people that talked about the beauty of Bach. Bach is glorious and wonderful. I know Bach was glorious and wonderful, but I don't think they heard the true beauty and majesty of K-pop. I'm just saying. The psalm that I just read speaks to the power of God's voice. And you heard that, because I know you just listened to me reading it. You heard the word voice said over and over and over again. Uh, you all know that 
the Psalter, right in the middle of the Bible, that's what us religious people call the book of Psalms, the Psalter. It's written for us to sing. And so when David wrote Psalm 29, he was thinking it was going to be sung. And you, maybe you picked up a little bit of that as I read. You heard some of the, the melody and the harmony of speaking the Lord's name, the word voice over and over again, the repetition, the people of God singing of the name of God and of his voice, the melody of him and his work reverberating through the temples, the homes, the fields as they sung Psalm 29. Um, the power of music is seen throughout. Church history backs me up. Uh, Arius, maybe the most successful heretic of the church back in the third century, so a couple years ago. Uh, he wasn't the first, nor was he the last, but he was probably the most successful heretic. I mean, truly led thousands of people away from the true gospel. Why? Because, or, or how was he so successful? Because he put his theology to little ditties, to little songs. And he had sailors sing them at ports, and people started picking up on the songs about Arius's theology. Arius and his theology was spread kind of like an earworm, right? You know those songs that once they get in there, it is hard to get out. See, his words were words of blasphemy, but the true music spoken in the voice of the Lord creates and heals to make the soul sing, to feel, to speak. Um, I promise I'm not going to quote too many dead guys, but I'll quote another one. I'll probably quote a couple other dead guys later. But Gregory of Nyssa, he was one of the Cappadocian fathers, say that five times fast. He said that creation is a wonderful wrought hymn to the power of the Almighty. C.S. Lewis, one of those dead guys, he picks up on that theme. Have you guys ever heard of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah, you have. Well, there was a prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You read seven books, and there was a prequel. Anybody know the name of the prequel? This is really hard. Yeah, what is it? I, I did not know this was going to be responsive. I apologize. The Magician's Nephew. Thank you. You got it exactly right. And if you read The Magician's Nephew, a prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you know Aslan is the Christ figure. He's the lion. And C.S. Lewis writes that Aslan, the Christ figure lion, is standing with his face to the sun. His coat is shining and radiant. His mouth is wide open in song, and as he sings, green begins to form around his feet and spread out into a pool. Then flowers and heather appear on the hillside and move out before him. As Aslan begins to sing a more lively song, the tempo picks up. Showers of birds fly out of the trees. Butterflies begin to flit about. Then comes great celebration as the song breaks out into a wild, wild song. This is not, that is fantasy. But what the psalmist talks about is not mere fantasy. The creation was done to music. We read in Job, where were you, God says, when I laid the foundation of the earth, or when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. 
music was God's means of creating. It's not just creation, though. We're all, everyone here has been created. But what's past is prologue because music is still God's means of caring for, healing, and loving you today. Look, there are times where you need to read the written prose of a textbook. It's just true. There are times where the written word is what you need. There are times where you just need the clarity and logic of something laid out without any extra. And I don't want to negate that. But elevating prose should not come at the detriment of poetry. Amen? This is what Paul gets at when he talks uh, in his letter to uh, the Colossians. When he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, the word, the Bible, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, scripture, ethics, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. You see, we need not just prose, we need not just logic, but we need the beauty and the majesty of music and the voice of God. Look around you, friends, and sing the wonders of a great and beautiful creating and caring God. Do not mute God's voice. Do not distort God's voice into a monotonous drone. Look, I talk for a profession, and there are times I see the eyes rolling back in the head. I know. It just happens. Because my voice is at a regular cadence, and then eventually, oh, that's just send me off into slumberland. But God's voice, do not miss his sonorous melody, the beauty of God's voice. You can fall asleep to a sermon, that's okay, but do not fall asleep to God's voice in your life. So I want you to hear this afternoon, the Lord speaks. He speaks today and he empowers his people for his glory. So the Lord speaks today. I just said that. Did you hear in verses 3 through 9 the word voice mentioned seven times? What, is God, what does that tell us? It tells us that the Lord is speaking today. Uh, this morning I began, one of the things, as Eric said, I uh, pastor for discipleship, and so one of the things I do is I just teach. That's what I do. Um, and I just started a new series at our church on addressing oppression, addressing abuse, domestic abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, pastoral abuse. Uh, we're dealing with some really heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, we spoke today about uh, really laying out and talking about what is the definition of abuse and hurt and, and, and really getting down into the nit and gritty. And I just said, sort of, not even in passing, but just not thinking it was that important necessarily. Um, Psalm 9-9, this was just this morning. I read Psalm 9-9. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. That's Psalm 9-9. 
And one of the ways you can understand abuse when the Bible uses the word oppression, just trade those two words. Abuse and oppression are the same. It's misuse of power. The Lord is a stronghold for the abused, a stronghold in times of trouble for the victims and for survivors of abuse. So I say this, and we go on in the class, and it's great, and uh, it's really helpful, and we pray, and um, people left, and there was one woman who stayed behind, and she came up to me uh, after everyone had left, tears in her eyes, saying, the Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my stronghold. Guys, I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything amazing. I said the, what the word of God is. The voice of God was heard by that one woman this morning. The Lord is my stronghold. He speaks today. What is the Lord saying to you right now? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? If you notice in this text, you'll see that it is a voice after all. It's not seen, it's, it's heard, right? Um, if you don't see it, it's kind of easy to miss it. But in verse 3, you see it's something, that, it's something that hovers over the water. It shimmers. You can see the waves of the water reverberating as the voice speaks over it. How often in your life has someone said something to you and you just didn't hear them? If my wife was here, she might say that happens often to her by me. She speaks, and I just don't hear her. I'm not listening. Friends, listen now, okay? Listen now. Notice what this text says about the voice. It, it's everywhere. It, it's over creation. It's over the sky. It's over the sea. It's over the land. It's over the wilderness. Theologians use the big word omnipresence. That just means it's everywhere. But I don't want you to get the wrong impression that the voice is God. That's not true. The voice is not God. The voice is not God. That's a pagan concept, like um, um, flux theory. You're welcome for that. You know, like, like that. There's the divine is sort of in the things of changing and all that stuff. We, we get that often. And honestly, I might be tempted to feel that way, that I can hear and see the beauty of music, the beauty of, ne uh, of sound, and, and go in that direction. But no, Scripture makes it quite clear. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever, and he speaks. His voice hovers over creation. It is everywhere. It is in your homes. The Lord's voice speaks at all times. He is speaking now, today, and it's powerful. Did you see that? In verse 4, you see that the power, doesn't, it's just everywhere. It's very powerful. This doesn't mean it's loud, though. Look, I am a loud person, I just general, generally am loud, and a couple of my children have gotten that skill. And uh, I love them for it. But loud does not mean powerful. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen a good elementary school teacher? 
she just stands there and without yelling, for some reason, she can just say, boys and girls, let's go over here. And they listen. Have you ever seen that? I get up there and I'm, but, girl, get, that cat, is it me? Get over here. Get over here. I try that. It just doesn't work. I try to get loud because I don't have the power. I don't have the power that those good elementary school teachers have. But they have true power and authority in their voices. We like loud voices even though they ultimately end up being powerless. What voices are you listening to today? Are you listening to those highly critical voices in your own head? Those voices that condemn you because of things that you've done or perceived to have done? Are you listening maybe to the voice of someone that you love more than you even listen to the voice of the Lord? That if someone you love looks at you the wrong way, you're crushed because their voice is bigger than the voice of the Lord. God's voice is so powerful, it breaks cedars, it breaks trees. I mean, imagine something unimaginable, the strongest thing being torn apart because of the powerful voice of the Lord. But also notice that the voice of the Lord gives life. It makes the deer give birth. It strips forests bare, preparing it for planting. The Lord speaks. Why? To prove that he's everywhere? I mean, yes, but for a deeper reason. The Lord speaks to prove that he's powerful? Yes, but for a deeper reason. The Lord speaks to prove that he gives life? Yes, but for a deeper reason. The Lord speaks today, friends, brothers and sisters, the Lord speaks today so that we can see him so that we can see his glory and we can see the power that he gives his people. Do you notice that in verses 10 and 11? You see the great gifts that God has given his people himself. The Lord sits enthroned. We don't worship God because he gives us power. We worship a God because he gave us himself. Where is he? He is enthroned forever. Our great Lord sits enthroned over the flood, over the chaos and he gives us strength. May the Lord, verse 11, give strength to his people. The Lord roars from Zion. I had the privilege to go to a safari in Africa a few years ago. It was amazing. If you ever get the chance to do this, please do this. When I was there, we were riding in a truck because we're weakling westerners and we don't know what we're doing, and so we're just going to go and Okay, I guess this is where we're going, and we're riding in a truck, and we're seeing amazing animals. We see the big five and all that stuff, but we, and we hadn't yet seen lions, and then I didn't see anything before I heard something, and I heard it not in my ears, but in my chest. I heard the low, growling rumble of a lion. He wasn't even trying to be loud. He just grumbled. I'm not even going to try to do it. And I just remember being like, what, what was that? Was that an earthquake? 
And they said, no, there's the pride of lions right over there. And we finally drove around, and it was right around the tree. It was unbelievable. Not the sight necessarily, but the sound. The Lord is powerful, not because he's loud, but because he's good. And you see, and finally in verse 11, may the Lord bless his people with peace. Believer, brothers and sisters in Christ, I know you need peace today because you and I are similar. I know I scrap and scrape in life, in my work, at home, on the highway, wherever it is to find influence, to find some type of power in my life, to find some type of peace, wherever it may be, I know I do that. And I know you do it as well. We scrap and scrape. And when tribulation comes, when trial comes, when pain comes, when hurt comes, we may scream, have you forgotten me, God? And the Lord's voice says, you are more than conquerors. You are more than conquerors because of what Jesus had done for you on the cross. For his glory, he speaks. For his glory, he speaks to you. Are you listening? What rumbling in your heart and soul right now? What rumbling of chaos is happening that you need the Lord to speak to you tonight? Please listen. So I'll, uh, I've, I know I already, I, I'm just about to commit one of the big pastoral sins, which is saying in conclusion, even though I know I just said lastly. So forgive me for that. But in conclusion, I'll say this. I'll end with the voice of Jesus. Because if you read the Gospels, you know that Jesus speaks a lot, doesn't he? He speaks a lot. He teaches. And one of his favorite phrases, so much so that people say this is like the, the tone of his voice, was, you read it especially in Mark, he says, he's, uh, in English translations it's translated as, I want to tell you something, or listen to this, right before he says something. In the Greek it's, amen, amen. Oftentimes when Jesus wants people to hear what he's saying, kind of like a preacher might say, hey, listen up, just listen to exactly what I'm telling you right now. Jesus says, amen, amen. And they knew to listen in. Jesus is about to say something really powerful. So friends, Revelation tells us Jesus is the amen. The voice of creation, the voice of the Lord, is Jesus Christ. He is the amen. Whatever rumbling is happening in your life, listen to the voice of God. And he says to you, amen. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the great amen. That you speak grace to us, you speak power to us, you give us hope. Lord, I do pray for my friends here at City Church. I pray that you continue to show them your goodness and your mercy and that you speak truths of grace to them. May your voice not be muted or distorted, but may, through your grace and through the power of the Holy Spirit, may your voice reverberate through this church and into this community and city 
for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.